0: Hello and welcome to Beyond the Page, a Life is Story podcast. I'm Josh Olds, and today I am with John Kingston. Uh, John is the author of American Awakenings, and he is also the, the uh, brainchild behind uh, Christians Against Trumpism and Political Extremism. We had him on the podcast, I think it's been about a month ago, maybe a little bit more than that, uh, to talk about the book. And the day that we were recording the interview was the day that he was launching this Christians Against Trumpism and Political Extremism project. We wanted to have him back on to talk about how that project has been going, what he's been doing with that, and what the response has been to it. So, John, thank you for taking time. I know you have been running everywhere, doing so many things in so many different mediums uh, to... To really get this message out, uh, what has your past, you know, four to six weeks been like?
1: Well, it's it's really quite quite a roller coaster ride. You know, I'm on the same roller coaster ride that I think everybody in America is right now. It's like, you know, some some version of uh, of uh, the Truman Show, where you know, where where you just keep on living this strange, weird, um, you know reality um but you can't turn it off and and it just keeps on going and and I think everybody's just got a you know some some version of that right some some individual version of that my 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 own version of that has been um you know trying to advance this um, this American awakening principle we need a spiritual awakening we need spiritual renewal here, but in order to do that, we need to stand against the darkness and and people that have uh Undermined our our witness, the gospel witness in American life. And that's where the Christians Against Trumpism bit comes in. And uh, last time I was on on with you, I was just about to launch Christians Against Trumpism. In the next 24 hours, we're going to launch something called the First Principles Project with Christianity Today, the National Association of Evangelicals, which is is trying to restore uh, uh, Americans, um, I'm sorry, restore Christians um, to our our very first principles, who are supposed to be as followers of Jesus, and how we're supposed to live our lives in the public square, how we're supposed to be civically engaged. Uh, so, really excited about that. And along along the way, we've done lots and lots of work on on both the Christians Against Trumpism project, the American Awakening project, and the First Principles project. Uh, it, so, it's been quite quite a time for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just you just have your hands just a little bit everywhere, uh, working in – uh, I know that you, you are in uh, Minnesota uh, doing a film project uh, as well. You've just been a little bit of everywhere. Uh, all of these projects are, are of course, they're, they're coming up so close to the election, and I know that that's some of your driving force in, in bringing these projects together is that we, we are coming upon a very important decision to make as a nation uh, here in less than a month. And all of these, all all of these things that you are doing, are trying to help people make an informed de- decision. Um, what what are do you, what are your long term plans for each of these projects, uh, moving forward, yeah. and how that might differ? You know, is that going? Is there going to be a change under a Biden presidency instead of a Trump presidency come you know January
1: twenty twenty one? Well. I, I think that the, the reason I'm in this is because I realize it's a long game, Josh. It's not going to be something where there's going to be an immediate turnaround, and, and all of a sudden the spiritual darkness that that has been uh, overshadowing American life. It's not like uh, Joe Joe Biden is the you know now soon to be seventy eight year old Joe Biden um, with declining faculties is going to be somehow the magical figure. Uh, you know, which, which turns the tide against all of these d- disruptive and dark forces. Uh, so we think this is a really long game. We, I wouldn't have launched Christians against Trumpism for the two months ahead of the, the, the election. I wouldn't have done it just for that. I'm not, Of course, I'm doing it at a time when people are paying attention because it's important that when it's on people's minds, you're there for them. And we'll talk more about the, the great leadership committee we've gathered. We've got a unbelievable response uh, of folks saying, thank you so much for standing up. Th- so many people saying, so they, they can't stand up themselves saying, thank you for showing courage to, to actually um, you know, name what is darkness. But I wouldn't have launched Christians Against Trump as in two, ha- two months ahead of the, the election if I thought it was just going to end on November 4th, uh, You know if, if, if Joe Biden won. No, it, the, the, this, is, this is a political issue in part, but it's more fundamentally a spiritual issue Uh, What what we're standing against is the way that Trumpism has let loose um, on, uh, you know, the forces of Trumpism, and and I'm just using a name to, to, you know, uh, correlate it with the president um, to to, to name it, but of course you could name it a bunch of things, but, you know, people, um, you know, defending lies, lying themselves, people, um, you know, uh, formerly having principled stands who, who, who now just change their stands every day, people who... Who formerly were, were you know advancing American ideals, who undermine those American ideals and in American institutions every day, not just out there in, in the conservative world, not just out there in the political world, but in the church world, people of faith doing that, and and that's not going to change overnight. Um, once these forces have have been have been set loose, um, it's going to be a long time before we're able to say, okay, um, we, we realize there were some serious missteps there, repentance is needed. Um, we need to go back to, to some, some some basic principles and start again. Uh, so so the, the, the uh, and I know I'm making this a long answer, Josh. But the, the the upshot of all this is, on on the one hand, the election is a key catalyst, um, you know, to to propel us forward. We, we we have to move beyond the Trump era at some some point. I would argue that we should do it sooner rather than later, um, so we can get on to. To starting to heal now again I'm not, I'm not saying that 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 joe biden is the healing agent per se but but at least we can stop that every day pull the pin out of the grenade roll the grenade in the middle of the room blow up our ideals blow up you know truth uh and and we can start to start to wrestle back um wrestle against the, the these these dark forces these super challenges to american life and in christian life um on on kind of a um at least a basis where we can all sort of figure out where the nature where the nature of the fight is but again. Um, mm-hmm. That makes sense to you, Josh?
0: Yeah, I, I really feel like, uh, and it's important that it's important that we i that we emphasize the ism of Trumpism, because Trump is, uh, I think the, the term might be just he's he's the political zeitgeist. Uh, he's the the individual who sort of encapsules this sort of vitriol and uh, sort of the, the tone, the way in which he does politics. Um, he didn't start it, so removing him from office will not end it. Uh, but what he did was bring that style of politics to the forefront and make it popular, I think, um, at, all, at all levels. And we've seen the civility in our national discourse uh, plummet and it's, blaming Trump is an easy thing to do, but it lulls us into this false sense of he's the problem, and he's just really, he's a manifestation of the problem. Um, have you had any issues with, because since you're naming it Trumpism, uh, even though you're looking at both right-wing and left-wing um Examples of that sort of extremism, that sort of way of doing politics, naming it with the word Trump, obviously is is both gets people's attention, but it's also a loaded phrase. How have you seen people respond to that phrasing uh, in the past couple of months?
1: Well, I think on uh, the, the on one side, people get it immediately because they. Are, they get they get the concept of this type of ism is off um, unless you're you know a, a certain figure on the right, which I'll get to in a moment uh, you know but but then I have to note for people like uh, what, what what we are about is not a it's not a political movement it's an against spiritual darkness movement now the, po- the spiritual darkness movement is manifesting itself in political terms, but you know what? I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend my time worrying about the way uh, Rudy Giuliani conducts himself because he's, he's he's not actually, you know, a leading figure of the American church. Um, But, but white evangelicals have been fully associated and and, and branded with the Trumpism name. And and, and over the last four, four plus years have, have stopped resisting that once upon a time they, they resisted it, and then and then they they said, okay, we got to do this anyway, and then okay, but then and then it's, but we don't like the lies, we don't like the we don't like the ethics, we don't. And at some point, they just stopped doing that, and, and they're not they're they're now true full-on apologists for it. That's that's the pervasiveness of Trumpism. So 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 the the spiritual darkness that um you know we're helping people understand that's what we're fighting against. We're we're, we're fighting against um, lies, deceit, undermining of ideals um let loose most principally in 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 our you know in our christian witness uh now you know it is it is a little bit of a challenge um as you as you know because some people think oh you're you're against the guy and you want you know you just want him voted out well if your conscience takes you there then that's totally legitimate and and I, i'm i'm not going to argue out of that that position but if your conscience can only take you to I got to vote for Trump, um, but but I'm going to stand against all the darkness that he, that he brings on us. Well, okay, that I I can I can live with that. If you're as a Christian person, you're saying I'm going to stand every day against the lies, the, the deceits, the undermining of American ideals, the the predatory behaviors, and the like. But I got to vote for him. So so ultimately, it's not a, a a political play; it's a spiritual darkness play against spiritual darkness play. Now, the people on the right, um, you know. They will say to me, um, "Well, you know, you're, you're missing Antifa. Uh, you know, they should be named, and and, and they, you know, you're missing what's happening in Portland." And I and I will say, "Look, let's be a hundred percent clear, folks. Uh, I'm against the burning of Portland. I'm against the burning of Kenosha. Um, I'm against Antifa. A hundred percent clear um, that, that that I am. I have for every minute of my lifetime uh, been against that, and will continue to be against that." But the dis- distinguishing factors are twofold. One is Antifa is not right now in the White House. Um, and, and number two is Antifa is not consistently, um, you know, confused with the white evangelical church. When, when, when one or both those things happen, then I'm going to be like, all right, let, let me just be clear, I'm all day, every day against Antifa. But right now, uh, right now for all, for all the, uh, the, the, the menace that they bring to the table... It's not as jeopardizing to the, the Christian witness in America as uh, as Trumpism is.
0: Mm-hmm. It's that Matthew seven ideal of you know get the speck out of your own eye, um, instead of pointing out the you know the, the speck in your brother's eye and so the log that's in your own get the log out of your own eye first, and it's speaking within your own spiritual and political sphere. Um, you know I'm when when I speak. People have been like, "Well, why are you so hard on the church when you're a part of the church?" Like, "Well, I'm so hard on the I'm I'm so hard on the church because I'm a part of the church, and that's where my that's who my witness is to. Uh, I don't have the I, I don't I don't have the, the the credentials or the credibility to the world uh, to say, you know, of course there there are areas in in, in the secular area where I, I don't agree." Uh, but that's not where my platform is at. That's not where m- my voice uh, is the loudest. So I'm going to call out people. If you're not willing to call out people from within your group, I don't think you have much of an authority then to call people out who are outside of your group. And that's really what we seem to be lo- seems to have lost is any sort of that internal criticism that it has to be um, like we, we feel like, we can't criticize our own, no matter how gentle or, um, or kind or provoking that we can be. Uh, it, it, it just seems to be that people very much take a, are against that.
1: Yeah, let me, let me take that a turn further, Mm -hmm. Josh, um, which, which is that, uh, you know, we, we hold out, I mean, I, you know, I, I believe that a, a, a substantial majority of your listeners are, are people of faith and Christians. I'm speaking in that, in that vernacular here. We believe um, in, in certain ironclad principles of our faith. Um, you know, one is love God, love with all your heart, but the other is love your neighbor as yourself. That's the only command Jesus gave us, right? There's, there's no, like, other commands he gave us. He, he said, like, the whole law and all the commandments are caught up in this. Uh, and he was pretty insistent on that. And, and then, and then, um, you know, different points, um, you know, throughout the gospels, including, including the, the final Passover meal, you know, he just drives home the idea of loving your brothers and sisters, you know, with, with you, you can be, you best be united that, that the God's that God's redemptive story, redemptive narrative reflected and manifested through me, Jesus, uh, you know, will be reflected through you if you're one. And if you love each other um, and, and so, the upshot of that is is you know the it, it, I, look I I've, I've been you know at Ivy League schools and, and I've taught in Ivy League schools and I've been started a pro life pro religious liberty uh, you know group at Harvard Law School with my buddy David French in the early nineties, uh, and and you know so, so I've been on the front lines of of, of articulating our views against opposing worldviews, yeah, and I'm hundred percent comfortable with that. When I'm talking to a, a, a you know secular agnostic person, uh, what value set am I appealing to to say, hey, love your neighbor? Well, wait a second. they don't they don't actually have that in their value system per se. At least not like the way we do. So it's got to start with us. I mean, if it, if, it, if it doesn't start with us, then who's it going to start with? You know, because the, nobody else has got the value system we have. We 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 have the value system which which gave, you know, this, this Imago Dei, that we're all made in the image of God. We've got the value system, which, which gave rise to, you know, the United States of America concept. All are created equal 240, 40 years ago. That came from, our, you know, from our, our bloodlines, our belief systems. Um, it's, uh, it's our views, our worldview, our philosophy, the, 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 the incarnate theology, incar- and incarnation-driven theology that God gave us That is the only thing you get get to call on to say, hey, we got to be different. We got to be different because we got different rules. Uh, We're asked for different things. And so anybody says, yeah, yeah, but what about? I I got it. I mean, look, if, if Antifa's coming to your house and burning it down, I will do whatever I can do to stop Antifa. I promise you, promise you, promise you that I'm right with you on that. But the more menacing thing at the moment. It is not is not those out outside corrosive forces. They're the inside corrosive forces. First, first in, in you know in in, in the church and that portion of America which mm-hmm. is the which is the, the people which are the people of faith.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So specifically with Christians Against Trumpism, political extremism, uh, what what practical things have you been doing with this organization to make this message known?
1: Well, one of the great things about the leadership committee is that, that it's, it's a set of folks that are you know already have a lot of, of public voice, uh, you know, out there. And, and what we're trying to do is foster those relationships, nurture those relationships. It's kind of a remnant concept here, like they're out there trying to say, "Here's a spiritual artist." Like, so, for example, we've got the last two, last two editors of Christianity Today, um, David Neff and. And Mark Galley, um, in the group and, and one of the prior board chairs, uh, John Huffman, uh, uh, you know, so, so for, for, for example, those people are out there giving voice to the, the position. So we're just trying to encourage, nurture, accelerate those voices to say, you know, this is, this is, uh, you know, Josh, nothing less than, the, the a battle for the soul of our faith. It's going to be, I'm, if, if it, if it, if it's, if it's uh, resolved in, in less than a decade i'll be i 'll be happy but it's going to take a long time um, you know this idea of of are we people that that believe in loving your neighbor um, the concept of a, of, a, of a civic uh, public square civil public square in which we we trust other people to to live their conscience, or are we people that have to win every battle and therefore we've we got to triumph through through um you know, a, 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 a an aggressive um, political posture. So that's going to be something which is, you know, that, that, that discussion that's the, that's the one that's been, then, you know, uh, put on steroids by the Trumpist era, um, you know, and, and, leads to, you know, I mean, illustratively Eric Metaxas, you know, taking a swing at, at a, you know, a protester okay. in, in, in Washington and, Rod her, you know, who's, you know, these are, these are, you know, people of principle, um, at least, you know, have been. And Rod Reher saying, well, yeah, you know, Rod Reher, a, a good principled voice generally says, yeah, sometimes you really want to do take a pop at them, don't you? So wait a second, I, I, I know, I, you know, I, I know that that, and, and I'm only using this as a metaphor, right? Because, you know, the, the Eric is swinging at the guy um, idea is, is a metaphor for the whole concept. Uh, of course, of course it is in the natural, Human domain, and, and therefore a natural Christian response to want to want to, to want to win in that in, in, in interaction and, and the physical interaction in this case with, with Metaxas and that day outside the White, White House. It's also our natural human you know desires to win in the public square. I mean, and that's okay. It's it's not like a bad part of who we are, but Jesus asked for something bigger. You know, it, it's it's taking up our classes, It's you know, it's our way is the way of the cross our way is the sacrificial christianity the the only time that that, um, that uh, christianity has ever uh, been on the true ascendancy in the history of, of, of uh, you know the last couple thousand years is when when people have been living you know not in flourishing and uh, prosperity and winning every time it's, it's when they're actually pressed because that you know and, and they have to lay down their lives for for, them, for each other and, and for for you know fellow citizens. Um, so so this is going to be this is going to be a battle that's going to be going on for some time. And we're just trying to encourage, amplify, um, you know, draw together the voices um, that that are out there. You know, great voices like Josh Olds. You know, folks like you that are, already know what's right and are doing what's right. And and just and, and to keep focusing, you know, helping you, um, you know, draw on good materials and resources to, to, you know to know to know where to take the conversation next.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, being part of this group, it has been, um, I, I, don't feel, I don't feel as lonely anymore. Uh, I don't feel like I'm the only one out there. And it, it, is, it is so encouraging for me as someone who, I, you know, I have a platform, I don't have a huge platform. But to see all these other people who do have bigger platforms and who have years and decades of experience uh, in this field to speak out, that, you know, that's encouraging to me. Um, I know that one of the, one of the people uh, on the leadership committee is uh, D.L. Mayfield, and i had had her on this podcast program uh, probably about a month or so uh, before I had you on the first time. And I think we talked for probably about two hours, and only about an hour of that was on the podcast. And at the end of the conversation, it was like, okay, it's just good to talk to someone and to be able to talk about issues of faith and life and not have to have this uh, burden of political division or extremism that was there you know, between us, it was just sort of like, oh, here's someone else who gets it. And just to be put into contact with someone else who, who gets it was so powerful and so heartwarming and encouraging and it really gives you the strength to keep going and to be like, what I am doing matters. Uh, even if it doesn't seem like people are changing their minds, even if there are people who are no longer friends uh, with me or no longer want to talk to me or have blocked me because of uh, the way th- what I'm speaking out against and how I am speaking, uh, it does it does matter uh, and it is it is making an influence and there are other people out there who are doing the same thing.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I, I honestly, um, you know, when you think, when you're thinking about remnants here and, and I, you know, I, I'm going to assume that your listeners are somewhat familiar with the idea, but, but it's, it's, it's come, it's come, the concept has come back into vogue in, in the last couple or three years. And, you know, the, uh, you know, fr- friends across, um, you know, the spectrum are, are you know, what, what i'll call my end of the spectrum anyway uh people of of faith um david french and i talk about it a lot nancy french and i nancy french is a, is a teammate of mine his his, uh, his wife we work together a lot and and, and you know it's, it's when you when you start think stop thinking like hey i'm gonna win right which is which is kind of like you I mean, look I've, I've been doing this doing this stuff in public right for a couple of decades and and i always wanted to win um and and of course, winning is better than losing. Everybody likes to win. I mean, let's just stipulate that. But when you realize that, that like, okay, you know, you, you might not, you may be a group of a, a small group of people that are willing to lay down your lives for the principles that you think the faith in our in our in our country about, you start thinking in a way that's like a remnant view. Like, okay, there's not many of us, you know, um, you know, but but you want to you want to encourage those that see it, the, the people that are living. Uh, you know, lives of conviction like you and DL um, to say, okay, you're not alone um, and you're not crazy. Um, what you're seeing is, you know, you, you, you know, you may think you're crazy by virtue of the way, you know, your social media looks or whatever. And, and you know, some leadership you thought were formerly principled, they're not acting in principled ways now. Um, and so, um, uh, you know, so, so some part of that, then, then you have that, when, when you have that remnant philosophy, like, Hey, it's, you know, god can God can work to renew kingdoms um with a small remnant so let's just be faithful and let's 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 band together do the best we can and when I say that remnant i'm not trying to be exclusive like it doesn't mean you shut people out it's just you, you know other people may not see what you're seeing other people may not be ready to like um, you know to 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 give you know uh, sacrifice for the same principles, but you know what they are um d l knows what they are um you know you know and so and and so so we, we we can we can uh in community encourage each other which you know i think is is you know is the story of of great bands of brothers and and small groups of change agents um uh you know across history
0: yeah yeah uh, talk to me a bit about this first principles project uh, that you're starting tomorrow i know that it's uh, something you've been working hard on. It's that it's, it's important to you. Uh, what's your hope for for this project? And I guess how does it differ from the other things that you're doing? Yeah, well, so so Amer, Amer, for, for me, American Awakening,
1: um, you know, the whole project is one of of, of standing against the forces of, of dis- despair and division in America. You know, we we do concerts. We we you mentioned we were shooting in Minnesota. We were there to we we're there to do our docu series on on uh, Better Together, this docuseries concept of like, well, how is it we're supposed to live together, um, you know, as as gospel change agents in, in America? And, and this, in, in this case, we were looking, you know, we were wrestling with George Floyd's killing uh, and how the community and church community were responding. So, so the, you know, so we're 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 trying to, you know, help people understand, you know, who we are, who we can be, who we ought to be together uh, in, in all different dimensions of life, some of it through music, some of it through storytelling, some of it through books. Uh, First principles project uh, is, is one um, drop down under that, that broad umbrella of the American Awakening, which you know, which is basically asking uh, our our uh, you know our asking Christians to um, reground and renew re- reground their, their approach to public life, because I think we've had bad public square theology for decades now, uh, which turned us into single issue voters, um, you know, as, as a, as a simplification of it, you know, just like, okay, so we don't know how we're supposed to engage, you know, we haven't been taught how to engage in the broadest sense. So we just, we just think like, well, you know what, I'll, I'll I'll, ne- I'll, ne- you know, the one thing I'll vote for is somebody who's for, you know, for life issues. Well, again, I'm, I'm, I've started a pro-life organization, at Harvard Law School. I'm, I'm for that too, but, but it's not the only issue. Um, you know, the actual, actual defense of, of, of the democracy, which, which is, which is ours. Um, uh, you know, the institutions we have are, are the, the ability to create sheltering, you know, um, you know, public institutions for others to, to thrive in. Um, you know, caring about our neighbor through the act of politics. These things are all part of the part of the storyline for Christians too. So, um, upshot on that is um, that um, you know, basically that that uh, you know, I I I've seen for a while, um, and and along with others, um, appreciated today's uh, President and CEO Tim Dalrymple and I uh, first uh, came up with this concept in the beginning of 2017 uh, for the First Principles Project, and just drawing people back to what are the basics of our faith and what are the basics of our faith with respect to how we're supposed to act in a public square. And so we, we've been drawing together the, the best teaching, um, you know, of, of, of this generation. Um, you know, so we, we we're going to have in one spot the, the materials of the Tim Kellers and the Tony Evans and the, and the J.D. Greers and Russell Moores, et cetera, um, you know, on, on this topic of how, of how you engage in the public square as Christians. And then, and then I got we got a group of folks together to work through – um, you know, what, what, what three lessons, um, should we provide, um, in this moment in, in, in 2020? October 2020, we shot it in October 2020. How to be citizens of the kingdom of God, how to be citizens of our country, and how to be citizens of your community. And, and, you know, you look through, you, you go through those materials and, and, you know, they're, they're intended to be, be sources of, 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 you know, inspiration for, for pastors or lay people who want to figure it out, um, right now. And, and what, we, what we, we hope to be on the front end of is, is, is um, you know, restarting, a, a, you know, a, a robust public square theology. Um, you know, with it, again, it's not going to happen overnight that everybody's going to be thinking about how we're supposed to be, you know, citizens of the kingdom of heaven in our country uh, right now. But, you know, over enough time, um, give us a decade or two, and, and, and maybe, maybe we'll, you know, Christians will be thinking about it the right way. And, we, you know, we, we, we will again be uh, people that are showing um, light life uh, faith, hope, love, um, you know, grace, rationality, and reconciliation in the public sphere. Maybe we'll, those be, we'll be those people again. Um, and that Wouldn't that be something, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah you mentioned Russell Moore, and uh, Dr. Moore has this great book called Onward, uh, where he talks about the, the church as a prophetic minority. And that really affected my thinking uh, on how we engage in the public sphere and how we engage in the public sector and, and all of that. Uh, so he's a great voice to have, and I'm sure um, him lending his expertise uh, in, in what he's done. I know he's kind of been in, a, in an embattled position uh, as head of the ERLC uh, for the past past four years. It's certainly not been an easy thing for him to uh, have navigated, uh, but he's done a great he's done a great job of it, and it's really been a leading voice. And so I'm glad to glad to hear that he's a part of a part of what you're doing. Um, you let's see where should we go from here because you're doing so much because um, I'm, I'm really excited to see how all of this works out um, I guess I want to I want to I want to pick at that thread of you talking about so many conservative so many evangelical Christians white evangelical Christians are single issue voters and for them it's a pro-life issue um, they they are vehemently pro-life and, and you are as well and I am as well but we probably disagree on what should be done in order to get there um, how can we I, I, I know so many people who I think especially after uh, the presidential debate last week uh, were some of, some of the people who for the past four years have been the strongest Trump supporters that I know came away from that debate and went, yikes. Uh, but I'm going to vote for him because he's pro-life. How, how, how do we, like, I, I get it. I really, really do. This is such an important issue. And, and uh, the other side, uh, Democrats don't have a, have a good, uh, history on this issue and, and currently, uh, don't have great policies on this issue if you're pro-life. There are pro-life Democrats, uh, believe it or not. Um, There's a new organization I know that Ron Sider is a part of, who's also part of Christians Against Trumpism, that's uh, pro-life evangelicals for Biden. Uh, Brenda Salter McNeil is also a part of that. Um, But it's so hard to get people out of that single-issue idea. When I talk to people and I ask what don't give me negatives about why why you're voting against someone but tell me why you're voting for someone every single person who told me that they were going to vote Trump it came down to the issue of abortion and again I get it but that's that, that's that's only one facet of being pro-life in my opinion how do we get people to look beyond just being a single issue voter
1: yep. Well, that that is the nature. Uh, that is the the um, you know the the the, the 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 objectives of the um, Christians against Trumpism is to call out where 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 that that is an inconsistent approach um, generally. Um, David French wrote a beautiful piece in Time magazine yesterday, um, you know, saying that the idea of, of Trump being a pro life. Uh, president is a farce um you know n- noting noting his his deeply cavalier response to the loss of 200,000 American lives in the um uh, you know, to the covid crisis and the way he's handled it with his own staff most notably right you know sort of sort of like if if, if you actually were pro life and and the and the, the most robust um you know christian understanding of this um then you would um, show the respect to the dignity of all those around you, including those people who work for you, um, you know, when you know that they're, they're imperiled by your own actions. Um, you know, it's, it, it, for, for, for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, um, they, they will eventually see, um, that, um, that the, the idea of, of Trump being a pro-life president was, was as, as, uh, has long been, um, you know, a bit of a farce. Um, of course it's been, it's been effectively, you know, propagandized, um, you know, uh, by, you know, president Trump and and his closest, uh, group of, of, of evangelical advocates. Um, but yes, there are conservative, um, you know, judges, no, no doubt about that. Um, remember, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lawyer and all that. And I went to law school with some of these people that, you know, end up, on these on these uh, benches um, and, and it matters it, ma- it really does matter I'm, I'm not going to belittle this uh, the, the significance uh, of, of having to you know of judges that are conservative uh, but I'm just going to tell you um, that as wrongly decided as Roe versus Wade was, and it was forty seven years ago, you know it, everybody believes that Roe versus Wade was, was wrongly decided whether you're on the right or the left. Uh, but I'll tell you, you're, it's not going to be overturned. Um, and, and that's just not where the judiciary is. And, and these, these, um, folks that go to the Supreme Court are not just, um, pro life voting bots who are going to do what you're well. And so, so, so invariably, um, you know, the people that are, that want this to be, uh, the outcome are going to be disappointed. Uh, and that they will have, have sacrificed, um, and compromised, you know, all of our, our, you know, values and virtues of being a Christian and, and acting and comporting ourselves in Christian ways, which is the nature and subject of the first principles project in order to get, you know, a bowl of porridge, which is to get a conservative judge who will, will vote your way, except they won't actually vote your way and you won't get it. Uh, and, 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 I, you know, I'm, I'm about to write a piece on this, um, you know, um, you know, it, about Amy Tony Barrett, who's a wonderful, wonderful, um, candidate. I mean, she's fantastic. I mean, you know, so, 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 you know, um, good, good things will come out of this period as, as dark and, and challenging as it is. And Amy Coney, Tony Barrett will be one of them. Um, she's an awesome, awesome judge. Um, but nevertheless, um, Roberson Wade's not going to be overturned. Uh, and even if it were to, and, and it, and, and that'll be, you know, uh, would be wonderful to get it back to the state of the world pre 1973 you know where where states were deciding because that's where it should be. You know state state judgments on this topic. You know at very minimum. You know I'm a I'm a federalist and I don't think there should be a constitutional right to abortion, all that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, even then, what percentage under current law? What percentage of abortions would still would still happen uh, in in, the, in the, the country? How many how many abortion friendly state legislatures are there? Um, the 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 the, the a uh, vast majority of current abortions still happen, even if Roe versus Wade were overturned. And, and that's not to say that we shouldn't be fighting for the good. I mean, we should be fighting for the good on this subject. Don't get me wrong. This is not like a, oh, it's silly. Don't worry about it. It's just to be realistic about what it, what's actually going on and, and, and not throw away all the rest of your values for something which, which actually won't change, the, change the, 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 the arc of what you're hoping to achieve. Uh final note on that is is just again again um you know it, it's it's super challenging you know because people don't want to actually pay attention to facts, but the trend line in abortions has been going down uh year after year, decade after decade you know in democratic presidencies and republican presidencies and 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 that's because we're winning the hearts and minds battle, and we're taking care of other pro life issues like taking care of women and children um so so we're doing the right thing. The, 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 the thing is moving in the right direction. Um, the, the, single, you know, the single conservative judge is not going to change it overnight. It's not going to happen that way. And so consequently, we've been making a, a series of, of you know, not consistent um, you know, judgments um, about uh, uh, our values and even what the prudential and possible outcomes are. Does that make sense to you, Josh?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like we have become... Uh, we have become a society we want to legislate what other people uh, Well, when I say a society I mean us as as white evangelical Christians Uh, we have a tendency to to want to enforce other people to not do things but we don't want our religion to tell us to do things Um, we, we like religion when it tells other people what not to do but not when it tells us what to do so we, we are pro-life in the sense that oh, we want to be anti-abortion, uh, but when it comes to uh, take care of orphans, uh, that you, like, like those values don't seem to align. We, we would much rather feel like the issue is solved by stopping something rather than starting something.
1: And well, you, 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 Josh, you have stumbled into the spirit of the First Principles Project. It is a first principle to love your neighbor, it is a second principle to, to have your neighbor act somehow differently. <laughs> and then, and you're, you're right. You're exactly right. And, and it's, it's, really, it's really challenging. It's really, it's, I mean, look, let's just be clear. It's human nature. I mean, we, we're, we're all subject to that. Um, but, but if you, look, if you look, look seriously at what our faith is asking of us, it is, it is, not, it is not asking us. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll go to a slightly less controversial issue here um, that, than life issues because I know how. How profound they are um and and but it's slightly less convert controversial is is you know but pr- provocative nevertheless um you know it, is is it my job um as a christian to somehow uh, oversee um the sexuality and sexual judgments of of you know somebody you know who 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 well you you can name the varieties of 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 of, you know of sexual expression they want to do that would be inconsistent with our faith and and the answer is no i mean you know you know it's not our in first instance our responsibility in first instance our responsibility is to love them um if we love them and they consistently show that we love them over time we may get to help them understand that what they're pursuing may not be the highest form of uh you know of of you know who they are made in the image of god um but it's not our job, in first instance, to figure out how they're going to, um, you know, you know, act as a form of sexual expression. Now, I mean, that, that doesn't mean I don't think there are values around it. There certainly are values around that. i you know, I'm, I take those values very seriously. Um, but but it's just it's just that we we get the we get the uh, the the cart before the horse, the the the, the baby thrown out with the bathwater, the you know the the chicken before the egg, whatever the 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 hackney, Cliche is, but we're, we're we're just off in our thinking on it because we ought to be thinking about what's my responsibility in this moment to my neighbor, and, and we so we so infrequently think about that. Just, just the way you said,
0: Josh. Yeah, yeah, that's the start of it. That's the start of it. If if the the world began, if if if, the, if Christians were no longer hypocrites, and and we'll never we'll, we'll always be hypocrites to some extent. Uh, but if we could just remove the blatant hypocrisy uh, that is so prevalent and, and it starts in our own lives it starts in our own hearts uh, but we need, to, we need to look at ourselves first and look at our own institutions first uh, before we go out and try to, to change those outside of our institution. Uh, Christianity simply just isn't attractive uh, when it behaves in this manner and it, really is, right. it is hurting it is hurting our Christian witness. It is hurting our Christian witness. Even even if we feel like we're it, even if we feel like we're gaining something politically, it is hurting our our long term Christian witness. I am seeing it in youth groups. I'm am seeing it among people that are my age and the you know the millennials. Uh, Christianity does not have a voice in the culture for many millennials and most Gen Z because of the way in which they have used their voice in the political sphere and we have to change
1: that that that, that is exactly the reason why i do all of that it's for it's for the next generation josh it's it's you know my my i'm 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 mid-50s my generation um i'm i'm you know i'm not going to recover them i mean the, the folks that are on the other side and you know i'm not i'm not saying i'm not going to recover anybody but but um but uh, you know, as, as a as a trend line, um, you know, people that are of a certain age and of a certain vintage, you know, are playing for that triumphalist Christian story in American politics. But if we start now, we can hold out something new, um, you know, the, the new principles, which are just the old principles of our faith, um, that that the that the you know the Gen Zs, millennials, uh, younger can say, hey, you know what? There is a there is a coherent. Consistent Christian faith out there, it does exist. Um, you know, and and that's what we're playing for, right? Is, is to is to turn that around and make that possible again. Uh, you, you're 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 right to saying, um, you know, we're 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 we're, we're uh, uh, the trend line is very 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 adverse to to uh, us and people of faith and, and turning away from the faith, given the given the scandals and the hypocrisies and all that. Um, you know, people can understand. You know we, we we'll, we'll all be uh, hurt by, but you know the inadvertent hypocrisy of a single person. Um, you know, I mean, look, look, we're we're all that way. We're all flawed. We you know we we aspirationally are something, and then we inadvertently do something over there. We didn't mean to, or we you know we're just we're just broken, fallen people. But right now, the Christian faith in American politics and American public life is is normatively hypocritical. You know, we hold ourselves out as people who are Exactly the opposite of our um, its values, right? So it's the norms of following Trumpism are the are the inverse of who we're supposed to be in our faith, and, and that's that's normative hypocrisy, right? Versus inadvertent hypocrisy. It's it's like we're consistently normatively acting inconsistent with with uh, the, the the fundamental um, you know attributes, dimensions, you know virtues, values, uh, principles of our faith.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll leave us with this last question unless you have more things that you're doing that we haven't already talked about Um, we've we've talked a lot about the long game and this is going to take years it's going to be a culture change it is not based on who holds the office of the president it is not based on which political party has the majority of power Uh, this this is going to take time it is a culture change it is a spiritual change Uh, however, let's talk short term uh, we're 27 days away from the presidential election. What, what can my listeners do to, I guess, prepare themselves in the short term and be talking to others in the short term uh, to to bring about this type of change that we need to see?
1: Yeah well i i think uh, you know I, I, obviously and this is one of those things which i which have' grown uh, a conviction i've grown in over time i you know i used to used to want everybody to you know see th- see the world the way i see it and and um uh and, and maybe I do on some level but but that's that's uh, something that's just gotten beaten out of me a little bit um over time you know but you know you know of course um uh live your conscience in this space um uh, you know, I, I'm asking for the most serious Trumpist conservative, the people that are hardcore all the way in, not not to ch- not to change your vote. You're not going to. So I, 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 I get that. But just be more honest about the the consistency or lack of consistency of of, you know, of Trump with, um, you know, the, the Trumpism with your Christian faith. Um, just call it to account the way, just the way you'd call into account, call to account, um, you know, Biden or, or Kamala Harris or whatever, Um, you know, for people that, that are more, you know, you uh, you know, persuadable, you know, or, or or see it a different way or see it more in line with me, um, you know, consider putting an end um, to this particular era, not because the next era is going to herald in something magnificent, um, because it will not, I promise you that, 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 you know, that, after the election, we're going to go through, you know, tremendous social foment. It, you know, the years that are coming may be worse rather than better than right now. I hate to say that after 2020, uh, but there's going to be some dark times we're going to face here. It's going to be hard, uh, and and that's when you know we're not heralding something new and different and better. It's going to be fantastic. It's just that we can start we can start to rebuild uh, the basics. We we will we will we will, we will no longer be have the compass overhang on, you know, on our face, we can start to say, hey, you know, this is who we actually are as people of faith. And, and then, you know, um, the, the just be, be clear-eyed about this. It, it's going to be hard, guys. It's going to be hard. It won't, it's not going to get better overnight. 80, 80% of the American people think the country's spiraling out of control. Um, you know, it feels like it's spiraling out of control. Um, it's potentially, possibly spiraling out of control with some of these un, unleashed forces. And so this is when Christians are really, you know, this is when the, when the rubber meets the road for people of faith. I don't like the fact that, you know, our communities are in chaos. I don't like the fact that there is some out-of-control dimension this. I don't like any of that. But, but I, uh, like, you know, your Christian listeners out there, uh, we, we serve, a, you know, a, a God of the universe. It says it's all going to be set to right, and we just have to play our role in the time that we're given, Right. And so those those people out there, I say, look, it's going to be hard, um, but band together with people who see what you see, who understand what you understand, you know, be faithful to the community that you're in and be faithful to the people around you to live in faith and hope and love um, and, and, you know, and, to, you know, fulfill Jesus command, um, you know, seeing, seeing, um, you know, seeing the, the kingdom of heaven, which is to come parable of the mustard seed the mustard is the smallest small all It's right there but right there in front of you you can love your neighbor as yourself right
0: yeah yeah so there you go at the at the end of all this the, the answer is love god and love your neighbor and you can't love, get away from the basics right you can't get away from the basics well john i want to thank you for taking time uh, out of your day to be on the podcast uh i really appreciate it everything that you're doing again it's uh, ChristiansAgainstTrumpism.com. Uh, If you want to learn more about Christians against Trumpism and political extremism, uh, first principles project is upcoming and um, their American awakenings uh, also has a website, also has things that you can um, learn about and interact with there. And if I've missed anything, I'll, I'll let John tell you, tell you what I missed.
1: Awesome. No, I, I, Josh, I just, I just want to thank you and thank you to all your listeners out there and, you know, uh, keep fighting the good fight. You know, we, 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 the truth and the truth and justice and beauty do win out in the end. We're, we're assured that we're told that at the end of the story uh, the good wins out. so so don't despair and, and keep playing your role in this big game and, and be encouraged by listening to folks like Josh olds and and uh, and, and, uh, uh, and his friends. Thanks so much.